0: My sister, when she was going to high school, had a ministry to other high school students who would come to her and confide in her. Uh, she's always had the gift of mercy, used to adopt all the wild animals, you know, <laughs> she'd any kind of animal that'd wander up to the house, she'd take it in. But she just had a heart uh, to minister to people, uh, and I've always respected that about her, uh, you know there's many of you who do those kinds of things i've I've seen you go out and you've you've uh, ministered to people in the nursing home or you've taken something to a neighbor who's in need. Uh, ministry is important. We need people to minister to us and we need to minister to other people, don't we uh, and I think there's something in our lives that just brings joy to us when we serve and minister. Uh, to other people, and I think it's part of growing in our spiritual walk, and as we do these things we're we're kind of joining hands with the Lord and there's something about uh, i've sensed a a special sense of god's presence sometimes when i've been ministering to somebody uh, because I feel like Jesus does that through us, uh, and so it ends up being a blessing to us. Um, Luke here in this scripture uh, is describing the first time Jesus ever sent the disciples out on their own to do ministry. Uh, And uh, he gives them some instruction and some encouragement of what they're to do, uh, and then they go out and do it. Uh, But I want to hone in on uh, especially the first couple of verses here of this chapter, here in a moment, uh, because I believe it describes to us what God gives us so that we can do ministry. Uh, We all need to do ministry. What has God given us so that we can do it uh, as God desires? And so the title of my message is God's gifts for ministry. Uh, So look with me at uh, Luke chapter 9 and verse 1. Summoning the twelve, he gave them power and authority over all demons and power to heal diseases. Then he sent them to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Take nothing for the road, he told them. No walking stick, no traveling bag, no bread, no money. And don't take an extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there and leave from there. If they do not welcome you when you leave the town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and traveled from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing everywhere. Uh, God's gifts for ministry. What does God give us so that we can minister for him? Uh, the first thing he gives us is he gives us power. He gives us power. Uh, he says here, uh, he gave them power and authority over all the demons. He gave them power. Uh, Acts 1.8 says, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses unto Jerusalem Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Uh, The power of God and the person of the Holy Spirit came upon them at Pentecost. And he comes upon every single person who repents and puts their trust in Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit of God takes up residence. And then also, we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, The Scripture says in Ephesians, "...be ye filled with the Holy Spirit." So to be filled by the Holy Spirit means to be controlled by Him. That we're submitting to Him and following His leadership uh, in our lives. And He works through us uh, to minister to other people. Um, The power of God uh, is, is oftentimes evident. I've seen God take situations that I couldn't handle in ministry. And I've seen God work them out. You pray, and, and, and God maybe brings some uh, people to be involved, or, or maybe God just steps in and solves the problem, and, and, and it works out. But maybe you know somebody who, who is in need, somebody who needs your ministry, but you're not quite sure how to go about it. Um, ask God for, for instruction, and pray that God will help that person to be open to your ministry, and, and then that God would use you and speak through you, and minister through you as you uh, work with that person. And God is so faithful to do that. Uh, I've gotten in the habit of when I go, I know I'm going to somebody who's lost to talk to them, to ask God, Lord, what is there something I need to say? Uh, and it's, it's interesting how uh, when I'll do that, God will I'll, I'll do what God has, has asked me to do when I feel like the time's right uh, in the discussion, and how it will sometimes open the door to other things as we're as we're talking so that i can can continue to share uh so god knows exactly how to do things and he empowers us and and so we never have to go into a situation feeling like we are ill-equipped because god is with us uh you may not be able to give a treatise on theology but but every person uh can share from their heart can serve with their hands uh, and do what god lays upon their heart to do so god has given us that power uh, God has given us the power to share what Jesus has done in our lives, uh, so be willing and uh, willing to to let God use you. Uh, <clears throat> I remember there was a lady in my church in Texas. Um, her name was uh, Hinderleiter, Miss Uh and uh, she she and her husband had gone through this incredible trial uh he he had had a stroke and he was in the hospital recovering from a stroke uh she went into the hospital uh and this blood clot had moved and uh they thought she wasn't gonna make it through the night well she ended up making it through the night but this blood clot had moved and uh they had to amputate her toes uh then her foot uh then uh her leg under the knee then her leg over the knee then her other leg now I'd visited her several times during this process, and and I was going to see her after the second leg had been amputated. And I'll be honest with you, I wasn't really sure what to say. You know, you, sometimes it feels like you're saying platitudes, especially when things keep bad keep happening. You know, one thing for another, and and so I prayed and said, "Lord, would you please help me, minister through me? I'm not really sure what to say, but will you will you help help me?" Uh, But I was nervous, and I was kind of, you know, not quite sure what to do. So I came into the hospital room, and she said, I've got to share something with you. She said, "Uh, this has been a real blessing to me. Well, you know, I don't know if my mouth was literally hanging open, but that's kind of the way I felt. I was like, okay, let me hear more. And and she said, you know, she said, my sister and I, had a dis- disagreement years ago, and she said, we have not been able uh, to have a relationship. We've not been willing to have a relationship. There's been disharmony in my family for years. I think it had been over a decade. She said, through this set of circumstances, my sister came to see me, and our relationship has been restored. And She said, it's worth every bit of it to me to have a relationship again with my sister. And I thought, wow, you know, here I go to minister to her, and she's ministering to me. I was just pumped. I was ready to charge hell with a water pistol after hearing what God did uh, through those circumstances. Isn't it funny how oftentimes we think, God, this situation's impossible, There's, can, nothing good can come from this, and then God shows, uh, shows us he is able. Um, and so, you know, whenever you minister to somebody, trust that God will go with you. Uh, and sometimes you will end up getting a greater blessing than the person that you're you're sharing with. <clears throat> the disciples, after they went out, uh, they later on came back and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us. They were all excited. Lord, we've got this power. Look at all this stuff that's happening. Uh, imagine that. You did what you said you would do. Uh, and so they were excited. And uh, God was using them. And, and and God can use you. Um. He uses the Andrews of this world. You remember Andrew in the Bible? Uh, Andrew just brought people to Jesus. He wasn't a spokesperson. He, wasn't, yeah, he, he, he just was always bringing people to Jesus. One of the, the big ones he brought to Jesus was Peter. Can you imagine what early Christianity would have been like without Peter? But without Andrew, you wouldn't have had Peter see, God uses us. He gives us each a set of gifts, and and we use those for him, and God empowers us to be used. So we just have to have a willing heart uh, to be used by God, and he'll empower us for service. So step out. Trust God uh, to go with you and to empower you for service. So that's the first gift for ministry that God gives us. The second gift, first gift is power. The second gift is authority gives us authority now this word for authority is sometimes translated power but it's it's a little different kind of power it's the uh the sense of of authority like an official had he had the power to do something but uh it's because he has the authority um you know the policeman stops the car he puts his puts his hand out in front and the, you know the car stops why because he has he has more strength in the car no you know if you gunned it you'd probably run him over and there'd be no contest But the fact is, the policeman has authority. He can stand there with his hand like that because of his authority. Uh, Jesus said when he gave the Great Commission, he said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Therefore, go and make disciples. What was Jesus saying? Jesus saying, you have all the authority you need to do the work I've called you to do. Uh, Can I tell you something? Hell itself can't stand in the way of what God wants to do through you. You have authority. Uh, you could say, in the name of Jesus Christ, leave me. You could have got that authority. But you've also got the authority to take the devil's territory. Now, we talk a lot about the, um, the armor of God and the defensive things that we can do uh, to have victory in our walk with God and in, de- in defense against the enemy. But God wants us to go on offense, uh, he's given us the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Uh, we have the authority to take the devil's territory. You know, There's people out here that are bound by the devil. They're blinded by him. They don't know the truth. We have the authority that Jesus has given us to share the truth with them and for the eyes to be opened. We have the authority to minister to them in their need. Uh, whether it's a physical need, a spiritual need, maybe a need for prayer, for healing, whatever it is, to go and begin to minister to that person and, and let the Lord, as we pray for them, to begin to open that person's heart to Christ and to take the devil's territory. That's our authority. That's pretty, uh, an, um, an amazing thing. God has given us the authority as his children. I'm a child of the king. Um. <clears throat> Y- y'all like the R- IRS, don't you? That's uh, your favorite. Your favorite people, uh, the IRS. Why? Why are people concerned about the IRS? They've got authority, right? They represent the government of the United States. Uh, they have authority to. If you don't, uh, you know, if you overlook something, your taxes. Hopefully, you're not intentionally not paying your taxes. But uh, if you overlook something, they've got the authority to to garnish your wage. They've got the authority to take away uh, your possessions. A great authority. Why? Because they represent the government of the United States. Well, you and I represent the God who created the universe. We represent the God who said, let there be light, and there was light. We represent the God who parted the Red Sea, who made the axe head float, who was there in the fire with Daniel, uh, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He was in the lion's den with Daniel. Uh, we serve the God who is able to do all things. And he has given us authority. He said, my authority, all the authority in heaven and earth. There's not an angel in heaven that has more authority than Jesus Christ. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, you go and make disciples. He said to the, the, to the disciples, you don't have to worry about these These demons. Uh, They had seen, I mean, you know, like in many parts of the world today where Satan uh, has been pretty much unopposed, uh, there are sometimes obvious uh, demonic uh, manifestations that happen. And missionaries a lot of times will share stories about that. Jesus said, you don't have to be intimidated by that. You have authority. You go take the devil's territory. And if the devil gets in the way, you just keep right on charging with the sword of the Spirit. He cannot stand before you. That's the authority we have as Christians. Uh, yes, the devil has power. We don't have to be intimidated by the devil. We can take his territory. And that's what we're called to do. So, God has given us authority. Uh, authority over the evil one. Now, how does the devil uh, take, take his hold on a person's life uh, who's lost? Well, he does a work of blindness uh he he, we can overcome that blindness through prayer we can overcome that blindness through the word of god we can overcome that blindness sometimes through acts of kindness have you ever had anybody who was angry at the church or maybe angry at preachers uh you know uh and they tell you well you know oh i've had this experience i've had that experience what counteracts that Somebody who genuinely loves that person. This is how they'll know we're Christians. By our love. And when they see that genuine love, it has a way of just opening their heart to Christ. It's an offensive weapon. (laughs) uh, Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So, uh, even in our, in our acts of love and our acts of service and uh, trying to minister to people's needs, uh, we can be on the offensive, and it can open that person's heart uh, so that you can uh, bring deliverance from that blindness. Uh, also, there is a bondage that takes place, that people have bondage to sin or bondage to, uh, even sometimes people who are involved in the cult uh, feel like they're in bondage to, to demons. Uh, they can be set free through the power of Christ. Uh, the Bible says it comes out by prayer. Some of them only come out by prayer and fasting. Uh, so there are times where we may need to g- gather several people together to minister. And I've never had to do that uh, in a church setting where somebody, you know, but I have, I've, I've heard other preachers share about having those very things happen uh, in public in a worship service. Now, I've had the devil try to ring my bell in private, but I've never had it. I've never had it uh, a situation in public that I've had to deal with. But if that ever comes up, we have the authority, uh, as God's people, to help those people uh, overcome that bondage to sin. Uh, we can do it through prayer, through join prayer together. Make sure your sins are confessed if you're dealing with something like that. Don't go in there uh, without the Holy Spirit uh, filling you. But get some, get several believers, and and pray for that person. Uh, you can say, In the name of Jesus Christ, leave. Uh, you can also, uh, this is one thing I've heard that people have done encourage that person to confess their sin. Uh, and the uh, Bible says, When we confess our sin, He's faithful, just, forgives and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. But uh, don't be intimidated by the devil because the devil's a defeated foe uh jesus got his number (laughs) jesus defeated him at calvary Uh, colossians said he put his enemies on public display triumphing over them uh through the cross uh jesus like just like the romans did when they would carry their captives behind them he they called it putting them on public display uh, and they would take those captives behind them and it was a way of declaring their their absolute victory and the captives were were in chains following them uh, open to everybody to see they were completely defeated. That's what Jesus did at Calvary. He defeated the enemy. The enemy has been put on public display. He is a defeated foe. And you and I, as God's people, have the ability, through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, to take his territory. So, uh, God's gifts for ministry, first of all, power. Secondly, authority. Thirdly, Need. You said need? How is need a gift for ministry? I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but the needs of people around you are God's gift to you so that you can meet them, so that you can reach those people for Christ. Uh, God gives us the privilege of being involved in his work. Have you ever thought about that? The God of the ages. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Uh, God had a plan for this world. God wanted to see people saved. God wanted to see his people cared for. Uh, And so uh, he gives us spiritual gifts to care for the body, right? Uh, He gives us the Holy Spirit so that we can share with lost people and and reach lost people. Uh, But the needs that people have are God's gift to us so that we can reach out to them and minister to them and help them in their walk with Christ if they're a Christian, Or to help them uh, come to Christ as an unbeliever. So God gives us needs. Now, I think there are specific needs that God gives uh, to specific people. Uh, We used to, when I was in seminary, we had people come and they would speak. And, you know, we had the prison ministry people who came. And then we had the uh, homeless people ministry and they came. And uh, we had the foreign missionary ministers and they came. And all these different—I mean, you just—you name it—every kind of mission, mission and and uh, work under the sun—and every single one of them says, "You need to follow uh, us in doing this ministry, or you're not right with God." That used to just get all over me. God made a whole lot of different Christians for a reason, because God wants to use us in different ways. Now. There are probably those who who need that challenge because they're unwilling to serve in any way you know they're as they're saying they're, they're sitting on their blessed assurance and they're not serving God but but God has different ways so God has given you a unique circle of influence your family you'll be meeting with them for Thanksgiving uh, friends uh, that, that are in your circle of influence people that you live near maybe have relationships with people in your neighborhood uh, What needs has God given you so that you can reach out to those needs and minister to those people? Uh, That's a good prayer to ask. Lord, what needs do I need to meet as a child of God? What person do I need to reach out to as a child of God? Lord, who is it that I need to uh, pray for as a child of God? Lord, who is it that I need to listen to as a child of God did you know listening to people is a powerful ministry um, Bible says God Bible says God did this God created us so he did this <laughs> but God gave us two ears and one mouth so that we could listen twice as much as we speak now the bible doesn't say that but God did give us two ears and one mouth didn't he there's something about listening to people, especially when they're struggling, when they're going through heartache or trouble in their life, and you, you care enough just to sit and listen. I'll tell you something that opens people's hearts. Uh, there's a the fellow that wouldn't wouldn't even talk to me about going to church, but uh, this y'all don't know him, so I can, but uh, he I knew him when I was in the military, uh, and. He began to open up. He had some marital issues going on, and uh, some things he was dealing with in his life, and just began to open up. And uh, I sat and I listened. And do you know God used that to open His heart to me, so I could witness to Him? Be alert. You know, sometimes these ministry, these needs that you see, are God's open door to reach somebody for Christ. So. Uh, be aware that needs of other people are a blessing. Don't be overwhelmed. God hasn't called you to meet every need. You remember Jesus, uh, the woman uh, poured the perfume, the expensive perfume, on Jesus' feet, and um, one of the other Gospels, uh, besides Luke, says that uh, uh, Peter says, hey, this money could have been taken and uh, given to the poor. And Jesus said, the poor you always have with you. Me, you don't always have. What was Jesus saying? There are certain times that you're not going to meet other people's needs. I mean, not every. No individual can meet everybody's needs. It's just impossible. Uh, Praise God that we have a a body of believers. Amen? Uh, You know, there have been times that uh, I've heard one of you say, hey, you know, so-and-so came to visit me. And talked to me, and it just meant so much to me, and God really blessed me through that person and I say, "Praise God, and you know I was doing something else that day <laughs> but but a member of God's church went and ministered to that person, and God used him and so um uh be aware of those needs, let God use you to meet those needs. Don't try to meet them in your own strength um, but ask God to minister. You and just let it let, let him naturally minister through you, and you will be a blessing to other people. So, God has given us gifts for ministry. What are they? He's given us power, He's given us authority, and He's given us need. Uh, and um, since He's given us these gifts, He's given us these gifts for a reason a reason to reach other people with a message. What did the apostles do? They went out. Preach the good news of the kingdom, right? They shared, and they healed people. They ministered both to physical and to spiritual needs. We're called to do the same thing. Uh, Let God lead you and use these gifts in your life uh, so that you can be effective for him. Uh, What will happen as you do these things is that you'll be used by God to minister other people. Sometimes you won't even realize how much you've been used. It might be a couple of years down the road, somebody will come up to you and they'll say, hey, you remember when you did fill in the blank? I've never forgotten that. And that ministered to me so much. Matter of fact, Anderson County with Love, you, you ladies, uh, I, I heard this. Um, I think Becky told me this. Somebody that had come and and, uh, needed some help uh, uh, during our Anderson County with Love a year or two ago saw one of our church members out in the community and said, you don't know how much your church ministered to us during that holiday. We've never forgotten it. We were going through a rough time, and you were there. And we appreciate it so much. We've never forgotten it. Uh, Can I tell you something? You planted a seed, and those kids that open those gifts later on when they're old enough to understand uh, you will have planted a seed to open their heart to the gospel. Is that not an awesome thought? You have a, a hand in the work of God uh, in what he's doing. So um, be open and available to to let God use you. Uh, as you do that, God God will bless other people through you. And can you imagine what God might do through you? Uh, You remember the little boy who went to D.L. Moody's church and he passed all these other churches along the way? And One man asked him, "said, said, uh, little boy, uh, why do you go to Mr. Moody's church? You've got all these other churches along the way. He said, well, at Mr. Moody's church, they love little boys. Can I tell you something? There's power in the ministry and love of God's people. It reaches people. Um, They shall know we are Christians by our love who do you need to minister to what prayer do you need to lift what action do you need to take what listening ear do you need to offer so that god can use you to make a difference in the lives of others god has chosen to use us we are his hands. we are his feet in this world will you be used father thank you so much for your word thank you for giving us gifts for ministry Thank you for your power, which is completely sufficient for your authority, Lord, which is greater than all others, and for the needs that you allow us to minister to in our daily lives. Lord, help us not to be so distracted, Lord, that we forget to minister to people. Uh, Give us those opportunities, Lord. Help us to recognize them and to take advantage of them. And, uh, Lord, we just want to give you praise and glory for what you have done through the members and the ministry of the people of this church. And we praise you for what you're going to do. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to um, give you an opportunity to respond. And, and maybe God just kind of touched your heart tonight. And you've been neglecting ministry. Maybe you need to come to this office and say, Lord, forgive me. I want to surrender myself anew and afresh. Uh, to minister to the needs of others, to trust you to use me in the lives of other people. Maybe you're here and you don't know Jesus. Can I tell you the greatest act of ministry that ever took place was Jesus Christ dying on a cross for sin and being raised from the dead so that you could know eternal life. If you'd like to receive that eternal life, I'll be here at the front. You can receive it through a simple prayer, choice of, of repenting of your sin, and putting your trust in Jesus like to do that, I invite you to come. Let's stand. You come right now. Number 426.